AJ McCall dropped the mic. It's our uh, third podcast, and very happy to have you along with us. And the reason it's called Drop the Mic is we talk about things that just there's no really rhyme or reason, just are important to us. And this week we decided to tackle risk taking because we are uh, in a car on our way down to do some risk taking type things. Really, we're gonna drive fast. Yeah, I'm so excited. Which is really the, it's the inspiration for the podcast, but it, it honestly is. Uh, genuine like why we want to talk about it McCall and I don't do anything <laughs> that uh, we don't actually believe in because I think that McCall would agree in our career paths you can't really afford to not want to take risks absolutely I I agree because especially with the risk-taking side of things there's a lot that you can get accomplished by risk-taking there's a lot I mean you test yourself as a person by risk-taking you build yourself and you challenge yourself by taking risks. Yeah, well, I think in the entertainment field, to begin with, you absolutely have to take risks because you, you want to be the first one that comes up with the, you know the hot new idea, the new bit, whatever. Exactly. But just in general, I think it's, it's something you need to do because if you're not innovating yourself in or trying to strive to be better, because I guess when I talk career, I associate risk-taking with taking chances to find ways to improve or to do something new. I think if you... In entertainment, especially if you just do the same thing over and over again, you're you're just not going to make it. Well, what is it that they say? Insanity is doing the exact same thing over every again, single day, expecting different expecting results. A different result. And so, by taking risk, you're you're bringing in that different aspect, and you are continuing to build yourself. And like you were saying, with coming up with new ideas, of course, you can borrow other people's ideas and. It's there's no really original ideas anymore. But when you go out and you take risks, you can come up with those new ideas, and you can become innovative and create new what? new segments, new bits. Yeah, well, that's what I, I agree with what you said about how you test yourself as a person. Because like when I talk about risks in career, <clears throat> moving stuff like that, which I'll get into because mm-hmm. that's some of the bigger risks in my life have been about moving. But I mean, like I have friends and family like this the like, not even a real this isn't I don't know if you could call it a risk but I talk, like trying something new like I have a lot of friends and family who go to the same places who go to the same restaurants and order the same thing and the, what the safe ex, the excuse is always well I know what I like which is great sure you do what if there's other things you like also or like more and you just don't know about them yet because you haven't taken that quote unquote risk to check and see if that's what you like and I I'm the kind of person that's all about trying new things pretty well always. I mean, I'm the kind of person that it's like just on a whim, I'll do random stuff because it's just very, you know, off the handle. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can try this. Let's do it. And you you with with everybody at the station, especially, they'll come up to me and be like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" and I'm just like, "Yeah, cool." Then AJ's the one that's more grounded because he's just like, okay, no, we got to think about this first. I have first. to be because of what that. What do we have going on? I can't stand Can it. we pass this? Can we do this? And I'm just like, yeah, okay, cool. We'll do it. I just, I, I'm not one to pretty well nix an idea because I don't necessarily have the means, I guess, to, to do it, which kind of sucks because I get myself in some pretty crappy situations she every once in a while. I'm horrible with managing my time, time, especially because I I am just like, yeah, okay, cool, let's do it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I agree. I like to do it too. It's just that uh, I guess when you talk about dynamics, someone has to be 
put in a little extra thought. But I, I agree with you. Me. I mean, no. It's why we came up, it's a big reason why I came up with the monthly dare. Yeah, it's entertaining, but it's also another way for for us to try new things. And test our limits. We and ate do bugs. new things. And that was disgusting. Yeah. We're I'm not a big fan of eating bugs. We want to do skydiving. We do. I think that would be way fun. We want to go to haunted houses because neither of us like haunted no. houses. It's all about testing yourself and about creating yourself uh, more of a diverse person. Well, actually, I'm glad you mentioned the haunted houses thing because I think that's the, like, I think that risk-taking gets associated with, I guess I guess it's all decisions that it's either good or bad. Like you, it was either a good decision or a bad decision, or like you, and and then you either if it's a bad decision you didn't join. Like the haunted house thing, I think it's a thing that'll be fun. I think it'll be entertaining. I don't think I'll enjoy it, but that doesn't. No. I don't think I'll like change my opinion of haunted houses, but that doesn't mean it can't be a good experience. Well, you go back to what you said about how risks are either associated with being good or bad. Every single decision, every single thing you do in your life resonates throughout the rest of your life. That's it's that's true. who you are because of this situation or that situation. For example, I after breaking off an engagement, right. I had my friend say, hey, do you want to go on a blind date? I could have just said no because, no, first of all, I just got out of a really, it was not a very good uh, breakup. Got out of a pretty bad breakup. Right. And it's a blind date. I don't even know the person. So I could have just said no and been like, I, I, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for it and limited myself that way. But instead, I said yes. And here I am four years later. Dustin and I are together. We bought a house. We're moving into this house, maybe eventually after it gets all remodeled, because right now it's completely gutted. Yeah. And, you know, we've got three dogs together, and I am in the job that I'm in because I went on a blind date with Dustin. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that, because I I, I want to clarify, because I feel like the other thing that gets associated with risk-taking is that... They th- a lot of people say, well, okay, then I, I can't I can't do that where I just try all these things all the time. And that's not what we're talking about because, as McCall would attest, especially I know Dustin is a good at balancing around when it comes to this. It's not like we're saying just go crazy all the time. No. There's planning and, and thought process that goes into other things. And so I'm glad you mentioned it because when it comes to my dating experience that I had a bad one when I was in New Mexico and I came home mm-hmm. and then I, I took myself out of it because it wasn't going very well. Um, and then I finally decided after, actually right after McCall and I got together that we were gonna, I was going to try it again, and then I met a very special person. So um, I think dating in general is a risk, but we, we're not saying that you need to take risks all the time. There's planning and, and, and times where you, like, take a step back and think about it. But don't be afraid to try new things. Absolutely. There's, there's no reason to be afraid. The only thing that you you can come out from trying new things is that, you didn't like that, and you're not going to do it again. No, and I agree because that's why I mentioned that you know, good or bad decision. I enjoyed. It, I didn't enjoy it. It's not. It doesn't go cut black or cut and dry or black no. and white both ways. Like for example, um, I took that New Mexico job. I left my hometown to go work full time in New Mexico, and my my dad told me specifically he thought it was a big risk. Now, really, in my personal opinion, at the time it wasn't because I was going to make more money. I was going to work with a coworker that I already w- would have, mm-hmm. and they were going to put me in an apartment for six months. That's nice. So financially, they paid for all my movie expenses. Financially, it made a lot of sense. I thought it was good on my resume to go work in a different a different market. Yeah, absolutely. And I worked there for about 11 months. I got fired. It didn't work out. 
Um, and I think that I came home and I was unemployed for about seven months back in my hometown. And people looked at it and said, well, that was a mistake. It really wasn't. I learned a lot. I won an yeah. award down there. I worked for a different company. I worked in a different city. The experiences and what I learned vastly outweighed the fact that I got fired. Yeah. And there's so much that you can pick up, especially while taking these kinds of risks. Like, I mean, that that's a crazy risk. I, I compare it to, like, me going to Vernal because right. when I was like, yeah, I'm going to Vernal. Cool. I'm moving out here. I didn't have a job, which... I never really recommend doing. Don't really go somewhere if you don't have a job. But, <laughs> yeah. again, risk. And you, I moved out there. I was 19 years old and just was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to move out here. Moved out there, applied for a bunch of jobs. Took me a while before I ended up getting a job, I think. So I got contacted by the bank I was working at, That I mean that I worked at, worked at for like four years. Um, got contacted by them. It was like two months before I got hired. I was waiting for, because it had to go through all of the, all of the security reasons and send in your fingerprints and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You've just got to pass all of the safety inspection type things so that you don't take money. And I met some of the coolest people by waiting for two months, you know, patience, I guess you could say. Well, yeah. And I mean, to the, the end of my New Mexico story is, yeah, it sucked to go home for seven months and, and be unemployed, but I ended up here, and this is the most fun job I've ever had, and I was miserable in New Mexico. I was trying to find other jobs, not and don't misconstrue it. I did not get fired on purpose. Yeah. I didn't want to leave without a job. As McCall said, that's not that's too big a risk for me to just yeah, me move too. somewhere without one. But it worked out for the better because I think sometimes, you know, you talk about, well, maybe that was too big a risk or it was a bad experience. It really won. I learned a lot. I won an award. Then I ended up, luckily, you know, here in Utah, and I have the most fun job I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you because you talk about moving to Vernal. I've moved across the country twice. The first time was a lot tougher because the first time I moved away from home. But I thought that, you know, that's not a, a situation I took advantage of in college because my co- I went to college. It was in my backyard. Yeah. And so I, it was the first time I moved away from home. And, yeah, it was hard. But I think it was – I think it's something, frankly, that everyone should do. I think you should move away from everyone once in a while because then you – as McCall said with Riss earlier, test yourself, but find out a lot about yourself. You do. I learned so much more about myself living in Vernal, being out there for four years than I think I knew my entire life. I'm more confident in myself now than I ever have been. And it's because I took that risk, because I went out there, because I tried new things. And because, like, even with my job out there as a DJ, even with my stuff there, I ended up just, like, running across the bank one day because some lady came into the drive-thru and said, bless you, and said that um, she worked at the radio station out in Vernal. I ran across the bank, talked to her, ended up going in and getting a job the next day. It was, it was, if I hadn't have gone over and talked to her, I never would have been in the radio station. I never would have had the opportunity to work there, and I wouldn't be here right now. And I love this job. Like, it's so much fun. Yeah. My coworkers are great. Everybody that I've worked with here. You're welcome. Everybody that I've worked (laughs) with here has been just amazing. You know, there's nobody in the building that I work with right now that I don't like. Yeah. Which sounds bad. Like, it sounds like maybe I'm kind of a catty person. But, you know, there's always somebody that you work with that you don't like. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think you really have to defend it. Just naturally, some people aren't going to get along. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. but yeah. No, I agree with you because, like, that's what people ask me when I moved out to Utah. Is it tough? I mean, 
yeah, it's tough being away from friends and family, but the fact that I moved to New Mexico and kind of got used to it there made this a lot easier. And I think that's the case with risk in general. I think the the more risks you take and have fun or have a good experience, the easier it is to take other risks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and you talk about how, and yes, McCall's story is, is 100%. I mean, worst they could say is no, but I think that's usually what the, the worst outcome it is with a risk is that that's really all that could happen, rejection or, you know, Whatever rejection is rejection, it happens. And That's people what a lot fear of life rejection is. more than anything in the entire world. Agreed. I don't understand why. But I, I mean, I don't. My delving into radio is along the same lines. My high school, I was lucky to be involved earlier because my high school had a radio and TV program. But mm-hmm. honestly, it was my dad. My dad was like, "Hey, you should try this. It's not something you get to do anywhere else." And I was like, "No, nah, I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'll like it. What if I don't? You know, what if I don't get it?" And he's like, "Do it. It could be a lot of fun. Did it. Loved it." Did it all through high school, did it in college, do it now for a career. Yeah. And it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Just, you know, taking those risks that are, could possibly, you could possibly hate. But again, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, I They mean, say no, you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I talked, that's what I meant earlier, like the haunted houses. If you don't like it, that's fine. That doesn't mean you ha- you have to have a bad experience. Like you said, I don't think all in- my attitude on haunted houses will change. That doesn't mean it can't be a fun experience. Yeah, you're just going to take that and you're going to apply it to your life and it's going to help you to become a better person. Absolutely. And that's why I get like I don't want to get sappy and, and I don't want to turn this into a dating podcast. It's about Aww. risk. But I think you talk about rejection and, and then you start associating that with dating. And I get it, you know, because I, I, I get frustrated because I've uh, several of my friends, because I'm 28, turned 28 this year, some of my friends are a little bit older than me recently have gone through that phase where they start freaking out and thinking, oh, I'm not going to get married. Oh, I'm not going to have kids. I'm not going to be happy. And I get it because if you get past, I think, like 24 or so and you haven't had really a lot of successful dating, I totally understand that. I've been there too. But then, like, they start talking about, well, I've been I've been hurt, so I don't really want to take the chance. I got you, but when it comes to dating, odds are unless you marry your high school sweetheart, everybody's in the same boat as you. And you're going to end up getting your heart broken. It, it is what it is. That's going to happen. And it's the same thing with risks. Sometimes they're not going to work out, but you can't let that make you afraid to try it again because then you basically are saying, well, one bad experience is going to stop me from multiple good ones in the future. You're just shutting yourself down for possibly some of the best things that could happen to you in your life. I can honestly say some of the risks that I've taken have led to some of the best things in my entire yeah. life. Going to Atlanta, I I was like, uh, I've never been to Atlanta before. <laughs> going on an airplane, going to Guatemala, going right, to Guatemala yeah. especially. I've never, I had never been outside of the country before. The farthest I'd ever been was Texas, okay? Like... Texas, Idaho, California, or Colorado. I've never even been to California still, but, you know, just surrounding states around Utah, that's where I've been. Yeah. That's where I've been. So flying to Atlanta and then flying in from Atlanta to Guatemala and being in Guatemala for a week, I can't even put words to how amazing the week was, and I never would have had the experiences that I had in Guatemala and the most amazing memories ever some of the best people in the entire world and I have so many just deep impressions on my heart because of these people and I never would have had that I never would have been able to communicate with these with people like that ever I think it made me a better person I think it made me uh, more able to be able to communicate with people more able to read people better because I didn't speak the language 
I still don't yeah. speak this language. Well, what that was on that we did that whole bucket list topic a couple of weeks ago, and that was one of the ones that was on a the suggested thirty was go to a place you don't speak the language. Yeah, and I think that's probably a reason why because then it's amazing you pay attention more and your eyes are more open yeah. than ever before because you you don't speak the language, you don't understand what people are saying, but you can read their body language and you you become. I mean, it helped me customer service wise because. At the time, I was working at the bank still, and so I, I could read people better when they'd come in. I could tell if they were having a bad day or if they were having a good day or, you know, the list kind of goes on and on and on, but I never would have been able to gain those skills and gain that knowledge without taking risk. Yeah, I agree. I, I wanted to come back to the, the, the family thing about not leaving home, but, I mean, just uh, talking about how you respond to risk. To quote my dad again, a quote my dad told me, um, you can either, when things happen to you, you can either learn from it or be a victim of it. Absolutely. And New Mexico is something I'm going to reference a lot because it's one of those big risks and one of those big things in my life that I think has shaped me. Uh, I got fired and went home. I very easily probably could have just stayed home, left radio, tried something else, and I didn't. And now I'm here. And like Again, it's, one of, it's the best job I've had. It's the most fun I've had. And it's because I didn't let that rejection or that failure, quote unquote, shape how I made decisions going forward. And to... to what you talk to build on what you talk about about going different areas i think that's part of the reason that i find internal motivation to take risks is because a lot of my friends and family because there's i've talked to another coworker ours is from hawaii so he's been a lot of places Mm -hmm. and there's these crazy statistics out there like uh the average person will end up settling down within 60 miles of their hometown the average person has met the person they're going to marry before they turn 21. The average person will travel to only nine states. It's facts like that and the fact that some of my friends and family will very much probably not leave very far from home. That's part of my internal motivation. Because yeah. as you can attest to, I think going to Guatemala, I've worked in New Mexico and I've worked in Utah. There's just so much to see and do. I don't know how you can like limit yourself in that spectrum with not wanting to try that stuff, not wanting to work somewhere else, not wanting to visit other places. See, it's amazing going all of these different places because I want to be the kind of person that is very um, culturally literate, I guess you could say. Right. I, I want to be able to understand cultures from different places, from different parts of the world, from different parts of the United States, from different parts of Utah. I mean, Utah is such a diverse place. It's true, it is. It's crazy. Vernal is probably one of the most diverse places from the rest of Utah. It's completely different than anywhere else. And it's it's cool to be able to get around and be able to go to all of these different places, different cities. It's one of the things that I really, I really aspire to do. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that's what my motivation is. Not that I just, I look to, to job hop, but it's one of the blessings that this career has given me mm-hmm. because you can move, I think, a little bit more freely than you would in, in some other careers. And that's the reason why, I mean, you can take vacations and I strongly support taking vacations and traveling to other places. But just to, because I've, I've been in my, so Indiana's my home state. It's very conservative, but my hometown has a college in it. So it's, it's a pretty liberal part. Yeah. New Mexico, it was the opposite. It's a, it's a liberal state, but where I went and worked was a retirement home. So it was a conservative town in a liberal state. And then Utah, because of, you know, the religion and then the diverse geography and the college, it has a completely different feel to it as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just three different places that I've got to experience something different. And it's absolutely awesome because no place is like the rest. And it just makes me want to keep traveling and seeing other places. Yeah, I I agree. I want to backtrack a little bit um, to where you were saying about you're taking a risk and, you know, thinking about 
possibly how, how when you ended up getting fired. Um, I, I actually had a a job interview like last year sometime Yeah, and they told me they were going to get up with, they were going to get, get with me and tell me what was going on and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I was really looking forward to it. I had very high hopes. I was very optimistic over it. Uh, I thought I had the job. Didn't end up getting the job. Didn't I, I was very disappointed. I was in a pretty bitter state for I, yeah, I bet. for I understand. a couple weeks, couple maybe a month after. I was really disappointed about it. But again, I'm I'm in a place now. I'm so happy with my job, with my life, with my my dogs, with Dustin, with everything that I have going on right now, life could not get better. I mean, it's so good. And everything happens for a reason. You know, I could have been, I could have continued to be disappointed and just been like, no, I guess I'm done with radio. I guess, I guess I'm done. I guess I'm just going to work at this bank for the rest of my life, which would have been fine because I loved it. And everybody I worked with was great. And, you know, there was no problems with working at the bank forever, but I love being in radio. I love talking to people. Yeah, well, I, I have. There's two points I want to make because I feel like just to give an example because of how there's risks that could have taken and didn't because I didn't feel like it was right. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was at home, I did interview. I was gonna. I interviewed for a job to do weekends. I was gonna do Saturday and Sunday nights on a country station in Milwaukee. Uh huh. And. Uh, I was, of course, you hear Milwaukee and you get excited about it. The problem was is that Milwaukee was four hours from my hometown one way, and oh. I was going to work, I think, nine hours a week. And because that's, I asked, I had literally nothing else, nine hours a week at $10 an hour. I was going to make $90 a weekend, uh-huh. and it was going to cost me, I think, about 40 I think, just to make the trip every weekend in gas. And so while I really wanted to do it, and I don't want to lie, I, 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 sometimes I'm indecisive about the decision. I didn't do it because I couldn't financially make it work. And I've had people that tell me, well, go get a different job and just move to Milwaukee. And it's just not a risk I felt comfortable taking. It wasn't a risk that worked for me. And then yeah. the, the, the people in charge ended up, they ended up switching management and switching people in charge of the station. So ultimately, I think that I made the right decision because I could have been in real flux after that. But I just wanted to give an example of how a risk that I could have taken that I just, it didn't feel right at the time. Yeah. Um, and so that was what I wanted to do. And then the other point, I lost my train of thought while I was getting into that. <laughs> but the other point was, um, you're talking about how you, you tried to, you applied for a job and it didn't yeah. work. And, and I agree. Timing is, I think a big part of it. That was that I remember now. The other point I was going to make is that risk doesn't always have to be huge. I, we talked about how risk doesn't have to be bad and good or black and white. I also don't think risk is going to be huge. Now, McCall and I were lucky that our career field lets us do things that I think not normal people can do. But yeah. like, again, risk may be too big a word. But I, when I talk about, I talk about trying new things is what I associate as one of the things is taking a risk. Try new restaurants. Drive new to places, try new foods. That's what I want to just just clarify that. I, I think McCall agrees. Risk doesn't always have to be these huge life altering no, decisions. No, absolutely. I mean, the other day when I was on my way back from Vernal, actually, because I go out to Vernal a lot. I'll usually I get off work on Saturday and I'll just drive out Saturday night and go out to Vernal, go hang out with Dustin for a little bit, and drive yeah. back. Um, one of these last times, so not last weekend, but the weekend before, I. I actually ended up 
going a completely different direction because I was sick of the normal, the normal routine <laughs> of it. Example. I mean, I just went through yeah. a different, like a different canyon and yeah, it's through canyons, but I went through a different canyon, ended up on a different road. And so the whole entire ride was just different because I didn't care to go the same direction. You know, it doesn't have to be big risks. You don't have to go and try and meet you know Taylor Swift or whatever. You don't have to be like no. I'm running up move, on stage. Move to don't, a different part of the country. Do yeah, like I'm that. With you. It doesn't have to be something outrageous and ridiculous. It's just you know maybe I should say hi to this person today. Hey, well, yeah, I'm I, glad you mentioned it because I think I, I think this would be a good point to maybe give. Uh, I think one some tips or some of the things we stop people from taking risks, and then two some of our like tips for goals for helping you be a risk taker. Like for instance, so. Uh, one of the th- one, I think this is the biggest thing. I think a lot of people or a lot of reasons you take risks is either a rejection or b you're afraid you're going to look stupid. Uh huh. Now, luckily for us, b goes completely out the window since we're on radio because we it, I look looking, stupid all the time. Looking stupid is makes the, the I, job funny. It, exactly, I look stupid all the time. See, one of the things, one of the things that I think is a good way to start taking risks. Tell people that they look nice. Like, if you think someone looks nice, if you think, hey, I like your shoes, or her shoes are really cool, you know, the girl walks away, and then you look at your friend, you say, oh, yeah, she had really nice shoes. Why didn't you tell her? Like, take two seconds and be like, dude, your shoes are sick. And then it's like, hey, thanks. Immediately, that person's day is better. Your day is better because you went on a whim and said said it. And it's it's a good thing, you know? How many How many times... I feel like that's kind of a crutch for me. I always, if I get nervous, I just start complimenting people. There <laughs> like, are way I like worse your crutches. I like, I like your, I like your shoes. Yeah, thanks. You know, and every once in a while, I'll say something like, "Dude, I like your hoodie," and I get like a deer in the headlights stare. Or yeah, today, today, one of the high or, schools. Dude, I like your hat or something, and they're yeah. just like, "Okay," and I'm like, "Or that- not, thanks." And then you just walk on. You know, there's what. The worst thing that could happen is somebody looks at you with some smirky look, and it's it's a good way to segue into taking risks because there's what's somebody gonna say if you if you tell them that they you like your shirt or uh, your hair looks nice. How today. dare you? Yeah, your hair <laughs> looks nice today. Usually you'll get a really. What do you mean by man, that? Oh uh, yeah, well, I mean what? How could someone it? take a compliment like you're intimidating because you're really pretty? How could they take that negatively? I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> No, I think it's a great example because I think that if I could broaden that a little bit, you you could start small because, I mean, (laughs) I think that's I think that's really uh, I think if I could broaden that a little bit to what your point is. I mean, I think another thing is, too, and I know this is one of mine and it's going to be one of the things I come back to when I talk about ways to help you be a better risk taker is uh, like laziness or excuses like, you know, oh, I don't have time for this or, oh, oh, I, I just. You know, whatever the excuse, we all have them. Oh, I'm too tired. What I, I'm, I'm really bad at it too. Trust me. Planning is not one of my big things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's one of the tips. If I, if I had to give a second tip on how to become a better risk taker, because not all risks are spur of the moment. Like McCall mentioned that earlier, there are plenty of them that are like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And it's a split decision. But there are also times where, when we talk about trying new foods or traveling to new places, you can plan that. Fun Don't make up excuses. Fun fact: I went to Guatemala. Okay. Right, went to Guatemala. Uh-huh. In Guatemala, we went zip lining. I love that. Okay, I did that in Hawaii. It was awesome. I had never been zip lining before, so I was just like, okay, cool. So at the very beginning, they said we need 
like 15 people or something. We had like a group of 30 people right. that was in Guatemala. Yeah. They said, we need like 15 people or something like that to do the Superman one. Uh-huh. So what they do is they just strap you, you're facing down and you go on your stomach That's amazing. over the jungle and you're however many hundreds of feet up, but you're just over the jungle on your stomach going. Now, at first I was like, I'm not going to do that. But the way that I look at it is, okay, next year when I'm looking back at this, am I going to regret that I didn't do it? Am I going to look at it yeah, and I'm going to regret I didn't end up doing this? Look at it, maybe maybe you want to take a quote from Transformers or something. One of, Like the very first Transformers where Megan Fox... The only Fox, good one. Yeah, where Megan Fox is like... Are no, you going to look Shia at it? Oh, where Shia LaBeouf is asking Megan Fox, well, are you going to yeah, wonder what would have happened if you would have gotten in yeah, the car? 15 years from now, are you going to wonder what would have happened? Yeah, and that's a good one. I, I look at it that way. What are you going to think about years and years down the road? And I'm pretty sure I, like, bruised ribs while I when we stopped yeah. because we were hauling butt. I bet it was but awesome. But the bruises went away, you know? I mean, well, yeah, I mean uh, yeah, that's a good saying because I think that one of the sayings, because one of the sayings that I know in this, and don't be wrong, I don't want you to take these sayings 100% facts. People ruin, can, people can ruin sayings and then turn yeah. them into crutches for something else. But I think one of the best sayings that I try to apply to my life, not that you shouldn't have uh, feel sorrow or for mistakes you made, but don't regret the things you haven't done. Absolutely. Absolutely Regret the not. things that you chose not to do. Yeah. Because, or don't, excuse me, don't regret the things you have done. Regret the things you chose not to do. Yeah. Because, yes, you can do, you could do things that probably aren't the best thing. And please, you know, you should feel sorrow and guilt. And that should make you, you should have empathy. That would make you a normal person. Yeah. But the things you should regret are not things, because then you learned or you, you have those experiences now. And now you are, that's another, like, piece of your puzzle you've put in. So now you know that you don't want to do that or you know that you loved it. And you know from experience. Yeah, and just one more saying from me. This one I actually, this one is very fundamental to me. To me personally, because you know everyone debates all the time what is the meaning of life. To me, life, the meaning of life is collecting experiences, and that's why when we talked about doing a risk-taking podcast, we're like, absolutely, we need to do it because that's why. Like you talked about the the um, talked about uh, zip lining mm-hmm. right when I got to. Right when I right when I got hired by Cal Valley Media Group, they did a the the Relay for Life did a Dancing with the Stars event yeah. where they picked quote unquote local celebrities, and they wanted someone from the radio station, and and nobody in our station had done it. And they they it kind of passed and passed and passed, and I had just gotten hired, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to do it?" I can't dance, no. but I was like, "You know what? It's for a good cause. I'm sure I'll have fun with it. If not, it'll make for a good story." I had a blast. My dancing teacher, who was a student up at USU, is one of the coolest people I've ever met. That's so cool. We raised a ton of money for cancer research. Mm-hmm. I have regret zero. I mean, either, don't be wrong. Obviously, there were probably there was a couple times during weekends where we had to go have practice. I was like, ah, wish I didn't have practice. But I don't regret a second of it. It was a ton of fun. It was for a great cause. And actually, and I was, you know, of course, I was nervous about us looking dumb. Yeah. A lot of people told us that our routine was their favorite one. I had a blast doing it. That's so cool. That's so cool. That video was on our Facebook page for anyone who's listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So how about, so I, I guess, do you have any other roadblocks? Do you have any other things that come to your mind when you think of roadblocks for why people take risks before we get to some tips? You know, I don't think I have any any sort of roadblocks other than just that they 
that it's a it's a uh, pride issue, you know. I mean, I, yeah, I think that's you're the nervous big one. that you're going to look bad. Don't be nervous that you're going to look bad. I think that just it doesn't, a quick caveat. I think that applies to a lot of things. I think yeah. people who don't take themselves as seriously, also all the people who don't get offended by dumb stuff. Just, yeah. just saying. Yeah. So how, how about some tips then, McCall? What are okay. some tips to help you become a better risk taker? Well, I smarter mean, risk taker. I mean, like I was saying, you've got. There's there's a couple different ways. Like I was saying, start with compliments. Compliment other people. You yeah, know, that's, that's a, a good, good like, door opener. Um, look at it as if, are you going to regret it 15 years down the road because you didn't do this? Because it's like, oh, man, well, I really, don't get me wrong, like, maybe you need sleep or something like that. If If you need to, if it's something that's risking your health... Yeah. Then, yes. then think there's, through there's it. There's a line. There's definitely a you, line. You got to think through it. Um, I know there are plenty of times that I've been like, I, I really should go do this, but I'm exhausted. I'm so tired, and I've been up since three o'clock in the morning. It happens at eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. I can't. I can't do it. And I'm sad. There's a couple couple different things that I've kind of missed out on because of that. But I, I'm not. I don't know. I I don't really know necessarily. I got a good one I think you'll like. Okay. Because I talked about planning. Um, have a plan slash make a bucket list. Absolutely. Because if there's things you want to experience, they always they always tell you in those motivational classes, and I know it sounds corny, but it's true, the best way to get something accomplished is to put a plan together to do it. Mm-hmm. And make goals. Write them down. Make goals, goals a good of one things too. that you want to be able to do. Um, and just, I mean, another movie quote, you've got We Bought a Zoo, which is one of my favorite movies ever. But 20 seconds of insane courage. That's all it takes. Very good 20 one. seconds of insane courage. Yeah. And, uh, yes. That was a good one. A teacher at uh, was it Green Canyon told us that when they asked us if students were afraid to talk on the air. It's a great, great quote. <laughs> it was cool. Talk about joining clubs and stuff. Um, I think another one, and this is probably a bigger one even more than bucket list, because planning is something I, I, one of my weaknesses when it comes to that. But just don't get discouraged, I think, because you talk about pride, but I think it's discouraging because you talk about how, and I'm with you, there's things yeah. that we've missed, but you shouldn't regret that from a standpoint because obviously there are times you got to make adult decisions and there's sometimes you can't always have the fun. But where you really, I think, start to miss out is when you get discouraged and let the fact that you missed something or something went bad affect not making a choice, affect your choosing later you know, when you have another choice, a risk to take, mm-hmm. and then you let it affect that, as opposed to taking that choice in a vacuum. Now, one of my friends, uh, growing up, it was one of my mom's friends, actually. She always, she always says, along the lines of discouragement, along the lines of anger, frustration, etc. You can visit that place of anger, frustration, discouragement after those kinds of things, but don't live there. Don't. Pitch That's a tent good. and live there like forever, it. you know, because, yeah, you're going to get discouraged. And I reflect back to the uh, radio station, other radio station job that I interviewed for. You know, I was discouraged. I was really upset about it. And Absolutely. it was probably like a month. And it took me it took me a while to be able to get out of that because I was I was so upset about it because it was the opportunity that I had to be able to pursue my dream and move forward with it. And it was just out the window and job opportunities like that don't come up very often it's not a common thing yeah and i was extremely i was extremely upset but you know after about a month or so i kind of got over it and you you can't 
let that limit you. You cannot live in that place forever. You can't. I'm with you. Uh, and that's, that's, I'm really glad that we did some of these tips and also some of these suggestions because we, we really are. I think you got to recognize your situation, too. And McCall and I really are blessed because because of our field, we get to do things. Not everybody's going to get to interview Andrew McMahon. Yeah. Not everybody's going to get to go drive race cars because of a, some kind of promo event. We got that. But there are also ways that McCall and I can have and will take risks outside of what we get to do for our job. Yeah. So I'm really glad that we did that, and I, I don't, I don't know. I we like movies. In case you couldn't tell by our quotes, we quote each other all the time. I don't know if I have any any more to say on the subject. You know, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily do either. I think maybe sometimes when you're, if you get to a point where you're stressed, maybe that's maybe that's something you need to be doing to start taking a risk at. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I'm just spitballing here. Maybe I'm just not even, not even on the right lines. But I know I've been pretty stressed. I've been pretty wound, wound pretty tight. And the fact that we're literally doing a podcast on the road right now, going to do crazy stuff, I'm like so laxed. It's so cool right now. Maybe that's what, you, maybe that's what you need. Go uh, take yeah. a risk. Maybe, maybe if you're so stressed. That's out. the way that you, you vent. Let off some steam. Yeah. That's how I. That's how I vent. I guess. As, uh, thank you. This is only the third podcast we've done. It's AJ and McCall drop the mic. All the rest of them should be right there in the in the podcast drop down menu. Uh-huh. And uh, we do it every Friday. And it's called Drop the Mic because there's not really a theme to it. We just kind of pick things that we're passionate about and want to get into. And so this has been about taking risk. And thank you for listening. Uh, we look yeah. forward to talking to you next week. Yeah.